Welcome into Sports with Sema. I'm Chris Sema, and I have a fun podcast coming your way. Joining me on this show is actor and Chicago area native Zach Guilford. He of Friday Night Lights fame, he played QB1 Matt Saracen in that show, and he has quite the lengthy IMDb page as well, an accomplished career for an Evanston product, and somebody who is also a diehard Chicago sports fan. So I wanted to have him on, talk about my favorite show of all time, Friday Night Lights, as well as his rise up as an actor, and of course, talking Chicago sports with some Bears. Uh, He's a White Sox fan, so about those 2021 White Sox, some five White Sox memories as well. I also asked him if Coach Taylor should be the coach of the Bears. Well, we'll get to that later on. Uh, I enjoyed that interview. He's somebody I wanted to have on this show for a while. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I would love your feedback. Five stars, four stars, whatever you're feeling, I would really appreciate it. Before we get to Zach, I want to discuss the news of the day and one of the biggest Chicago sports stories in a while. That was the Chicago Bears announcing that they have signed an agreement to purchase the Arlington Park property and in turn signaling a potential move in the coming years away from Soldier Field out to Arlington Heights. I think it is a great day for the Chicago Bears as well as Chicago sports. And you consider what could be coming out of that is a state-of-the-art multi-billion dollar stadium out in the suburbs that gives the Bears a fresh start and a home for the next so many years. Look, a Soldier Field, for all the memories and the history in that place, it is an old, outdated stadium, and it was time for a change. It was time for the Bears to look towards the long term and towards the business side in a way that they haven't really done, frankly, ever. Uh, This is a prudent, forward-thinking move by the Bears, and it's an exciting one when you think about what they could put out on that property in 326 acres of land. And that doesn't just mean a state-of-the-art stadium. It means an entire entertainment district surrounding that stadium bars restaurants hotels maybe even a casino when you consider that the bears recently partnered with rivers casino that's not a coincidence now uh the bears can do this in a way that they simply could not at soldier field which would not allow for significant renovations beyond what they did 18 years ago today as a matter of fact when they opened up the spaceship within the old columns you can't rebuild that you can add seats you can add maybe 10,000 more but you're not going to be a destination for a super bowl you're certainly not going to host a final four without a roof and that is just a tough stadium You know, there's no one easy way to get in and out of Soldier Field. Uh, It is not a convenient location, as beautiful as it is to have that city sky drop in the background or the north end zone. It was time for a change away from Soldier Field. Not from the business side of it, because you heard Mayor Lori Lightfoot discuss this as a business decision. Think long term. The McCaskey Ownership Group is considering what its future may be. And regardless of whether the McCaskies are going to sell the team in the coming years or hold on, This is a decision that boosts the franchise value of the Bears wholeheartedly, significantly. It considerably increases the value of this franchise up with some of the top franchises in all of sports. If the McCaskies plan to hold on to the Bears organization and keep their franchise in the family, then this is an opportunity to add some... then this is an opportunity to add some business ventures around the Bears, and it's going to really boost profits for the family. But if they're looking to sell this franchise, it's a chance to give a new owner a fresh start with their own plot of land. And it is just a golden opportunity for the Bears. Uh, It is really fun and fascinating to think about here in 2021, five years from now when that stadium could be built. First breaking ground for the 2026 season. 
Who knows what the Bears look like at that point in time, but man, it's fun to think about playing in that kind of -of state-of-the-art stadium, one that Chicago has thought about for a while. So it is an exciting day for the Bears organization and for fans in Chicago sports. And like I said, there are a lot of memories at Soldier Field, but the next era for the Bears could be at some beautiful Coliseum out in Arlington Heights. Let's get to it now. Here's my guest, actor and Chicago area native, Zach Guilford. QB1, coming up. This is Sports with Semi. Here's Chris Emma. Joined now by Zach Guilford. He was the star of one of my favorite shows ever in Friday Night Lights and one of my favorite characters ever in Matt Saracen. And oh, yeah, he's a diehard Chicago sports fan as well. So thrilled to have him on. Zach, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm doing great. How about yourself? You know, it's a good time to talk. There's a lot to talk about. And uh, in Chicago, of course, everybody's looking for a quarterback to kind of figure out how to run an offense. And uh, it's a nice time to talk to QB1. So uh, I wanted to start a little bit, uh, you know, with your career. And I thought it was funny. You, you tweeted a couple of days ago that somebody stopped you on the street and said, oh, you're you're Sorensen. And uh, <laughs> I just I was kind of wondered, what kind of things do people like call you? Cause like, what kind of like wrong names do you get called if you get stopped on the streets all the time? I mean, it's really very weirdly, very often Sorensen, uh, which fine. I don't care. I get what they're trying to say. Um, you know, a lot of QB one. Um, but yeah, I just, it cracks me up that, you know, people will be like, Oh my God, that was my favorite show. And I'm like, really? Cause you don't even know what my character's name was. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I figured you get a few Riggins, a few maybe streets in there as well. I don't know if somebody would call you Coach Taylor or not, but um, I mean, <laughs> is it weird being like associated with like fictional characters? I know that's kind of part of the job and the job is a great job to have, but. No, no I mean, it's great. You know, it, it's funny in Chicago specifically, people when they see me get like pumped but they're like Sherson and they'll like grab me or like try and tackle me I'm like whoa 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 I don't know you <laughs> like, um let's uh let's let's just say hi but uh no it's fun man you know it's because people enjoy what you do and they're um complimenting you on it it's weird when people recognize me from like an episode I did of like law and order SVU or something um then it's a little awkward I bet. Yeah. Are, are you living in the Chicagoland area? I, I know you, Saracen, of course, to finish out the, the show, not to spoil a little bit in Chicago and you grew up in Evanston, uh, went to Northwestern. Are you living in the area still? Or are you uh, out West? No, I'm based out of Los Angeles. I've been in Vancouver for the past year now. Um, it looks like I'm going to be here for almost another year, which is a great city. Actually, in a lot of ways, kind of reminds me. it's like a, it's a small city. It's definitely smaller than Chicago. It's on the water, you know, if it's the sun's out, people on the beach, we went to the beach, the, it was 50 degrees and people were laying out in bikinis and swimming. And I, uh, I just remember one day in April, I was home in Chicago and it was like 40 degrees out, but the sun was out and everybody was just on the beach shirtless, like blindingly white because they've been in all summer. Uh, so I miss it. I mean, Chicago is still my favorite city in the world. Take me through like being on Friday Night Lights because that you've had a really decorated career, but I assume that's probably the role, or one of the roles that you're most associated with. Uh, what was that like, kind of early in your career, getting that opportunity to play, you know, a very prominent character in that show and a show that blew up? 
I mean, it was awesome. I mean, everything from, you know, so early in my career, getting to be on a show that uh, was of such high quality. And I was really proud of the work I got to do. And, um, you know, it opened a lot of doors for me. But more than anything, it was, it was just so fun. We all got along great. The way we shot the show was very free flowing, a lot of improv. So it was like, our days were quick, like we moved fast. Um, it, it was really a dream job and I'll never forget. It was the second or third episode and I was doing a scene in a car with with um, Kyle Chandler and he looked, he's like, you're never gonna have another job as good as this. And I was like, what are you talking about? We're playing make they're all gonna be great. And he's like, no, you don't understand yet. And sure enough, like, you know, I've had other great jobs, um, but that one was just like, special. What kind of improv was there? I didn't realize that. You know, it was a lot. Uh, they kind of would, um, we had a lot of freedom to really do whatever we wanted. And as long as you understand, you know, the scene starts somewhere and it needs to get somewhere. The writers were very open to like, look, you don't need to say the same words we wrote. Like I'm a, you know, middle-aged white dude in Los Angeles. I don't really know how, you know, a young boy in Texas talks, but, you know, Gaius understands that better and is a smart enough actor to know, oh, I know what's supposed to happen in this scene, but I think Smash would say these words and get there in this way. And it just let the show be much more authentic. And I think lend itself to part of why people like it so much is because, you know, I knew Matt better than anyone. Jesse Clemens knew Landry better than anyone. Um, and, you know, we just had that freedom to know like, oh, in this situation, this is how this person would. Um, and so it just made the show seem very real. You pulled off the, the Texas twang, if you will, pretty well for a kid from Evanston. So kudos to you on that one. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people would have picked up on that, but uh, you, you mentioned kind of knowing, you know, your character. Well, is it observer just go, go like, do you like your character? Like, how do you kind of observe your character from the outside being Matt? I love Matt. You know, he's kind of the everyman on that show. Like, he's this kid who just works hard. He's not perfect, he messes up, but he takes care of his grandmother. He's just, you know, a very genuine person. Um, you know, he was a lot of fun to play. The only thing I would always like hit my head against a wall about was I would always be like, why am I with Julie? She's so rude to me. She treats me like crap. I feel like she's a better <laughs> girlfriend. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, and I totally get him, obviously. It's because, you know, the people who think outside of this small town and they know there's more to it than football. Um, and that's where they kind of connect in this world so obsessed with football to have that other like kind of like buoy to hold on to, I think is, is him a very deep bond for the two of them. Like, like I said, you've had a very accomplished career, but is, is, does that go down as your favorite show you've done or your favorite uh, project you've worked on? You know, it's really hard to have because they all, not all, there's some, I'm, I hadn't done that, but uh you know, there's a lot that, you know, I did this show called The Family See that only won one season and that character was so fun to play because I was just like ne'er-do-well, alcoholic. Um, and I had a lot of freedom on that as well. They kind of improv, like my character in every scene, it was just like, I'm just going to mess with everyone. Like, I'm like bad kid. And it was really fun to just get to like poke people buttons. Uh so that's fun. Um, you know, it's just a different character that I'd really gotten to play. And then, you know, Midnight Mass, which I just did, was like, I'm very, uh, it was, I don't know, fun's the word to do, but you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a challenge and that, that was really fun. 
um, to step up to it. So, you know, the most special experience in lights, I think, of course, because of what it is and how beloved it is and how proud I am of it. It's my first job, but I can't really say it's like my favorite. Uh, did you all see yourself as an actor in doing this? I mean, when I was young, I kind of said I wanted to be an actor. You know, when people would ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd say uh, an actor. And really just because I love movies like Die Hard and Terminator. And I was like, I want to do that stuff. Like hang off the wing. Like, I get to do that as if I'm an actor and I'm in movies. <laughs> so it was really because I wanted to do that. And actors do that stuff. Um, and so people just kept telling me like, oh, okay, my parents were very supportive. They said, well, if you want to be an actor, you got to go to Northwestern. It's a great acting school. And so I think I kind of just like, once I said it out loud enough, I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And I just got super lucky, you know, get, uh, getting work early and, and continually, uh, to be able to, you know, kind of build a life off of it. Did, did you consider the, you know, get away from home and maybe go out West to some like, have that like rebellious moment of I'm doing this my own way or was it always going to be Northwestern? You know, it always was, which ultimately, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Gratted in a lot of ways, just because I didn't really have that college experience. Like my high school girlfriend went to Northwestern. My best childhood friend went to Northwestern and we lived in the same dorm. So I kind of didn't like go and just like meet all these different people and like really see who I was. Uh, however, um, what it provided me. I mean, I, I, I feel like I became, a, I learned a lot about acting with Western and then, you know, I was through Northwestern. We had a showcase and I was able to get an agent and a manager as soon as I graduated school, which is a huge, you know, uh, leg up in the game. And, um, you know, so I didn't have to just like go to New York and send out headshots, resumes. I was auditioning as soon as I got there. Do you want Kyle Chandler to coach for the bears at this point? <laughs> I'll take, I'll take anyone. Oh my goodness. That was, you know, I don't get to watch. I have, I have two young kids, so I don't get to watch all the games. I miss a lot of them. And um, this one, I got actually watch most of it because my kids were napping. And I was like, this is the game I get to watch. Like I haven't watched a whole game in like three seasons. And this is the game I get to watch. It was brutal. Um, uh, describe yourself as a Chicago sports fan. Like, are you like, do you go meatball mode? Like, I mean, like su Sunday, you got the, the kids are down for their naps. Like, are you like trying not to yell at a point where you'd wake him up or like, what do you like watching bears or Cubs, whatever it may be? Um, well, first of all, I'm a white Sox fan. Okay. I've been my whole life. I thought you were a Cubs fan. That's <laughs> no, fine. No, right, well, no, no. It's no, better no. to be a white Sox no, fan right no. now. <laughs> now is how it wasn't for a while, but, uh, <laughs> You know, I've always been really into sports. When I was a kid, I would like the Bears game, watching them. And and my family wasn't like sports family. They weren't anti-sports, but it's not like the whole family was doing it or watched with my dad. Um, you know, growing up in the 90s, you know, with Bulls, I, I thought that's what being a fan was. You know, you had Michael Jordan and you won every year. <laughs> um, but no, I don't go too – I'm pretty mellow and watching. I mean, if it's the playoffs or something, I get a little aggressive. But um, – I do remember early in our relationship, my wife said to me, she was like, okay, look, um, if the bears lose, you don't get to be an asshole for the next week. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, they don't get to affect your mood. That's not for me. And I was like, Oh, so, um, I kind of have curbed my enthusiasm when it's negative and I let it come out when it's positive. 
that's the nice thing about being single here. I, I've Notre Dame's the team I, I become an asshole for. So they lose. I, I'm just like that the entire week. So I, uh, I don't have that issue as much. Granted, I should probably dial it back a little bit, but anyways, um, uh, so, I mean, all right. So give me, give me your best. If you as Matt Saracen could give Justin Fields any advice, what would it be? <laughs> Put you on the spot with this one. I mean, it's all the, it's all the sports cliches, you know, it's like, you got to have a short memory. Um, you know, you just got to go back out there. You just got to do it. And, you know, it wasn't totally his fault. There was a lot going on and uh, I would just, you know, maybe buy some, some presents from my offensive line and find a way to get them to play a little bit better. Couple blocking pads. Uh, we have a discussion with your coach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I that game was so hard to watch. <laughs> I do like. I, I sent you the message earlier to set this up, and you're like, "That's terrible." I don't like. Game is brutal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, um, a, I mean, how many games do you get to? You said that yeah, you've been in Vancouver for a while now, but I mean, how often do you get to Soldier Field? Oh man, when was the last time I was? It's been a few years since I was there. I definitely. Um, you know, used to always for to get to one a year or something. Um, and then, of course, I'm in Vancouver and opening days in Los Angeles, so I could have gone to that game. I'm out of the country. And right now, I don't know if I really go to a stadium until COVID's a little more figured out. That's just me. Um, but, yeah, I, I miss it. Like, I remember going as a kid. I remember, like, you know, going with my grandfather or my dad and having the thermos of hot cocoa and my grandfather, you know, it's winter. My grandfather's like, this is miserable. Let's leave. And I was just like, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I always make an effort to get to a game if I'm in town while there is. So you know, we talked before we, we started recording this, but you said you're pro soldier over move to Arlington, right? You don't, you don't want that move to happen. Well, you know, there's something so cool about like, like I get all the issues with Soldier Field. There is something cool about how historic it is being on the front and the museum campus and like the location like it's so cool to be able to walk to a game and like be downtown or be like where the stuff where the action is as opposed to like hey we're going to drive 40 minutes out to arlington to you know drive back into the city or whatever like it doesn't make it you know they're not the chicago bears they're the arlington bears yeah yeah i mean it's uh it'd be different i, I tell you what, if you went to if you were able to pull off that trip to SoFi a couple of weeks ago, you would have been blown away by that stadium. That was built on like an old court, uh, old horse track. So like, yeah, the, the possibilities there. Uh, I'm with you in terms of like, I, I grew up in the Western suburbs of Geneva, Geneva and like, you know, that trip down for a game to Soldier Field, the excitement that was there, um, head over along the lakefront for a big game. Like I'm with you. There was, there was an energy there that might not be replicated in, in Arlington. So I feel you on that one. Yeah. You know, and it's even the, like, you know, I mean, if the Cubs were to move out of, like, Wrigleyville, like, people would lose their mind. Um, So, you know, that's my thing. I mean, I'm sure it'd be an amazing stadium and so fun, but, like, do we go to the – I mean, I I went first game at the new Texas stadium, um, and it's amazing. It's also, like, you watch the big set of the game because it's so big it's distracting. And, you know, do you go to the game to watch the game or to be at a cool stadium? And I know for the team, like that stadium will earn them a lot more money. Uh, as a fan, I'd rather, you know, have that energy. Well, speaking of energy, you said you're a Sox fan here. Uh, it's late September, getting into October, the playoffs start in a week. What, what's your feeling for these White Sox? Have you been following all season long or just kind of as much as you're able? Just as much as I'm able. I mean, it's exciting. 
uh, it's been fun. Like I just, there's, I mean, I don't know. I hate Larusa. I was pissed about that to begin with. Um, don't know why he's managing the team. Um, I do my favorite quote of the year though. I think I'm pretty sure it was Timmy Anderson said, uh, he was like, yeah, he's like, bad, and we're the bad kids who don't listen to him. Um, but so I love like the players that it leaves. I love their vibe. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's exciting. I hope it, you know, I hope they go far and it'll be fun. And I'll definitely be, you know, carving out time to watch some of the games. Were, were you hooked on it in 05? I mean, you were probably college age around that point, give or take, right? Yeah, no, in 05 when they went to the series, I, it was my first year out of college. I was living in New York. So I grew up, my family had season tickets to the White Sox um, that we shared with like a couple of families. So we'd go to like 10 games a year. Um, and, uh, you know, they were World Series. And my dad were like, oh, we got to get tickets. This is amazing. We're on the phone. And then, you know, he was looking for, he was like, oh my God, they're so expensive. And I was like, you know what, dad, don't worry about it. It's okay. Like, I get it. Like, it's a silly amount of money to spend on a baseball game. He's like, are you sure? I feel so bad. I remember when my dad took the kid. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I promise. And then the next day he called me. He was like, just book a flight. I'm going to figure out tickets. <laughs> um, and so we went to, I think it was the 1-0 that they won. Um, but anyway, it was just so cool to be there. And like, you know, having games since I was like, six or five or whatever to be there for the world series uh was pretty amazing you, you said mj was you know you grew up rooting for those bulls teams and you just you assume they win every year uh, uh jordan decide i'm assuming <laughs> I would, who was like your childhood sports idol uh frank thomas i love frank thomas um I, he was just so amazing um and then besides that you know i was a huge huge not not a child anymore but like, um i just i wish that guy's knees would have just stayed healthy uh he was just such an amazing and exciting player um scotty pippen i mean i, I have a tattoo that says pip 33 so <laughs> i mean yeah i'm it's growing up and uh i'm like i said I'm, I'm a couple years younger but we're in that same age range like you just assumed they were gonna win every time it just it spoiled you and then come yeah. the next 20 years of this and that and rebuilds and trying to, okay, maybe they got a core now and then, okay, another rebuild. And I think the Bulls will actually be good this year, but it's like, it's a weird time in Chicago sports, man. Um, all right. I got to let you go. One last question. It's an easy one. Clear eyes, full heart. What, you want me to finish the statement? Yeah, come on. Let's go. <laughs> oh, can't lose. <laughs> I mean, it's the easiest question I put out there. <laughs> I didn't know it was a question. <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. Zach Guilford, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. You too, dude.
This is Sports with Sema.